Hey, what's up team? This is head coach Stephen Lee Clark, and this is the third episode of Talk Full Radio. On today's show, we have some self-driving cars sooner rather than later. We have some real-life Gattaca shit, and we have something that everyone should know about, the Earth's impending doom due to this dark planet Nibiru. We will be talking to a couple real ones in youth code, and all throughout, I will slap some songs for you. Stay tuned, chill the fuck out. This is Talk Full Radio. This is Talk Full Radio, episode number fucking three. Uh, second episode was great. Thank you guys for emailing in. Um, thank you for all the suggestions. Uh, we're getting a logo made, which is really tight, because I drew that one in 10 seconds, and I can't draw for shit. So that helps me out a lot. Um, I really appreciate all the suggestions, all the comments. Um, everybody's been tight as fuck, and I really want to thank the entire team yeah, this team is perfect. Uh, this weekend was really sick. Went to Psycho California Fest, hung out with a bunch of fucking rockers. So, uh, had a great time. Bunch of fucking bud smokers. Saw Sleep, saw Paw Bear, some really tight shit. Uh, the next day was Deus Showcase, Deus Records Showcase. That was really tight. Uh, had my fucking mind blown by a band that i'm gonna play for you in like probably like 30 seconds but yeah the shit was really tight again the email is talkfulradio at gmail.com keep them coming um any suggestions for interviews is a great idea and i really appreciate everybody's input so yeah like i said was at the deus showcase and uh i already like this band them or us too and then i saw them live finally and my mind was fucking blown. They're amazing. They killed the shit. Everything was on point. And there's some cool fucking people. Hung out with them, talked to them afterwards. Uh, it was a great fucking show, man. And yeah, so I'm going to lay that on you right now because this shit was amazing. If you can ever see this band live, fucking do it. Don't be a clown. This is Them RS2 with Eudaimonia off of the LP Remain on Deus Records. This shit slaps. Fuck with it.
Okay. Okay, I see you. That was Them or Us 2 with Eudaimonia. Again, great fucking band. Great band live. Um, if you haven't seen them, you should A, slap yourself, and then B, go see them because they're really good live. Um, talk to them for a little bit. Uh, hopefully, I'll get them on here sometime soon, and that would be really tight because they're cool, and I would love to support that band in any way, as you should. So, before we get to the news, as some of you may have saw this weekend, I did a little something that I think everybody should do. And uh, so, what I want, the homework for Talkful listeners is to log on to Twitter, at our friend Barack Obama, and just let him know. Nothing aggressive, nothing mean. Just let him know, hey bro, I know what you're up to, you know? Because I think it's very important to let people know, like, look man, I see through the bullshit, okay? I know what you're up to. That's what, you know, Barack, Barack Obama, he's a, he's a great public speaker. He's pretty good at telling jokes, you know? He's kind of scary because he's the president and runs in, or quote unquote, runs an entire nation. But you know what, man? Like, is he fooling me? No! No! And sometimes I think, you know what? I'm just going to let him know. I know what you're up to. You know? I see through this. Whatever. And if you don't feel like doing it to the president, that's fine. Whatever. You're scared, but whatever. Um, maybe just do it to someone you see regularly. You know? Like, I do it a lot to, like, people that I, like, order food from or something. You know? It's just like, hey, man, like, uh take a medium cheese PS I know what you're up to you know might be a hundred clowns in here that you could fool but I'm not one of them you know what I'm saying I think it's really good to tell people that because you know everybody has an agenda and you know it's a tribute to how aware you are of your environment and let me tell you in life there is one thing that is important above all and it's awareness there's an awareness of your universe and what the fuck is going on around you. You know what I'm saying? And that's why you got to look at these people and you say, hey, man, I know what you're up to. OK, I'm not a clown. So I think you should do it. It lets like it lets them know like, oh, shit, I got to better be on my toes. And it lets them know like, oh, this fool is definitely on his toes. You know, my head's on a swivel. I see everything. And so should you. So, yeah. Do it to whoever you want. Just, it's like really freeing. It's really liberating. Just say, hey man, I fucking know what you're up to, okay? Just letting you know. But yeah, I did it to the president. It felt great just because in the back of his mind somewhere, you know, because for sure he personally read that tweet, uh, 100%, obviously. And um, he was like, shit, you know, there's a, some fool out there that knows what I'm doing and he knows what I'm up to. And I probably felt like, you know, I'm fooling fucking seven billion people but there's one fool who lives in los angeles named stephen lee clark that i'm not fooling that fool knows what the fuck's going on and um you know that's cool he just needs to address that and uh so yeah homework is go out and just fucking tell somebody dude just let them know like you're not fooling me dude like you know i see i see through the bullshit anyways um yeah it's a good idea and you should do it so uh now let's hit the fucking news here's some bullshit that happened somewhere today over at Wired.com, uh, there's this really cool article, and it's about, you know, everybody knows about this shit. You've probably even seen them if you live in the Bay or wherever the fuck. But uh, Google plans to eliminate human driving within five years. Now, it's within the five years that got me, 
because I was like, damn, that's really close and really tight. I fucking hate driving. Uh, everyone makes fun of me because I literally go 60 miles per hour. But okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing you need to know. Okay. Listen to my words. All right. Listen to the words that come from my mouth. 60 miles per hour. That is fucking crazy. Okay. If I ran for an hour, it would not be anywhere near 60 miles an hour. Okay. If you think about like relative position, you know, picture a car flying the fuck by you on the freeway if you're standing still and then just take away the metal box and your fucking body, your, this bag of meat is just flying down the freeway that fast. So everybody should slow the fuck down. And this is why I'm a big <clears throat> supporter of self-driving cars because, you know, I saw that movie Minority Report. It looks tight to just climb into a fucking car and go to sleep because driving fucking sucks. You know, it's like teleportation or some shit you know but yeah so we've all seen and heard of these google self-driving cars but google said that they want it to be fully functioning by 2020 now it's not like all brand new google technology because they're utilizing a lot of technology from like lexus toyota you know and there's a lot of they're taking a lot of uh, autonomous software but also using the systems they have for like automatic braking and uh, lane deviation, and I'm sure you've seen the uh, like self-parallel parking cars. The shit's crazy. But uh, yeah, the great thing is that Google is taking the all-or-nothing approach. They want no steering wheels, no pedals, just no human interaction whatsoever besides putting the fucking, oh my god, there's a huge fucking spider right here. I'm sorry. Shit. Holy shit. Okay. Oh, fuck. That was crazy. Okay. Woo. <laughs> if you know me, man, you know I'm infinitely, incredibly not down with spiders. But anyway, sorry. Here we go. So Google has been using these modified Lexus SUVs to log about a million miles in and around the Silicon Valley. And they even let some workers use it to commute. <clears throat> There's only been 11 accidents in the past few years, and none of them were serious. None of them were caused by the Google cars, apparently. Uh, you know, I worry about people's like, you know, if you have a robotic driver that follows every single rule, nobody follows every single rule, no human. So I wonder what the reactions to like the perfect driver would be. Um, it seems like that would be a big problem, but you know, we have talked before about how much more efficient robots are than humans. And in this case, uh, they're pointing, they point out that according to Audi's testing, Humans take anywhere between three and 10 seconds to gather themselves and take control of a situation uh, in a car accident, you know? So that's way longer than a robot. And a lot of bad shit can happen in three to 10 seconds when it comes to a car accident. Now, I'm a big fan, but the fact remains, if we do start phasing out human drivers, okay, it seems like collectively we would become worse and worse at the act of driving, right? Makes sense, logic. Um, so that would make us not the most efficient backup system. So I'm anxious to see how that whole thing works out. It would have to be fucking flawless, right? But lastly, I really liked this article in particular because they talk about the Asiana Airlines crash in San Francisco which scared the shit out of all of us because we lived in San Francisco at the time and we were out on tour and we were like, fuck, can't wait to fucking land in SF. And if you've ever flown into that airport, it's terrifying because you're just literally flying over the water until the last second. 
But um, the reason that that crashed was that the airplane's glide scope indicator, which keeps the plane lined up on the landing strip, it was fucked up. And the pilots were told, after you know, they're supposed to utilize their training in a situation like this. They were told to use visual indicators and do what you were taught to do, land the fucking plane. And they fucked up and killed three teenage girls, which totally sucks. But it's just proof that humans are inefficient and especially if you start integrating this robotic autonomous technology and the less unless we do something we're gonna get shittier and shittier at it so it seems like a double-edged sword i personally hate driving again so i'm down as fuck to get in a car and go the fuck to sleep but um yeah you know it's a toss-up who knows next naturalnews.com this was kind of crazy. Uh, corporations begin genetic testing on employees. So, we've all seen that movie Gattaca. And if you haven't, slap yourself. Because it's the tight as fuck movie. But now, 20 years after that tight ass movie, we're starting to see some eerily similar practices. So, health insurers Aetna and Newtopia in Canada are implementing a system of personalized health improvement programs which require physicals and blood tests to predict an employee's future health problems, which is crazy. Um, you know, the phys- there's always, you know, a lot of times there's physicals and blood tests, but this time they're planning to look at your genes. And uh, they do plan to sell this technology to their six biggest customers who employ the most people. So they're looking to analyze an employee's genes that may imply that an employee is likely to be susceptible to overeating, or even how well the body can process like carbohydrates and fats, which can lead to heart disease, stroke, or diabetes. So really, they want to see how fucking unhealthy you're predestined to be, which is fucking nutty. But um, the idea is to personal now the idea is to personalize a health program to an individual's genetic disposition. But people are already starting to worry about the genetic equality and perhaps genetic, some sort of genetic segregation. Let's be honest. If you're running a business, it is way more efficient to hire someone who will stay alive. I think so. So, and on the other hand, they want to use this technology to help calculate how much sick time an individual may take or in the future which also is crazy. So by doing that, by predetermining how much sick time an employee may take, they can essentially just save money on their health expenses altogether. The scary part is, what if a company decides to start hiring based on some more in-depth genetic characteristics, say like personality traits? Oh, this fool is really talkative. He's really relatable. Um, We like him before you even fucking know him or this person is shot, you know, just whatever. I don't know, dude, like the cons- knowing the consistency of human shittiness, it does seem like genetic prejudice will soon follow this. Uh, if it became a big practice, but you know, like I said, if you've seen that movie Gattaca, he was, he wanted to be an astronaut, but he couldn't because he had all these health issues. And so he basically faked his genetic makeup, right? So he could lie. Um, I don't know. To be honest, man, like uh, I would totally use this if I was ever going to like start a new band or something, you know, like, oh, you're a tight fool. I haven't even met you, but your genes say that. Um, Whatever. Eugenics, dude. This shit's crazy as fuck. Moving on. 
over at Before It's News. Oh, shit. I love this topic. So over on BeforeIt'sNews.com, Nibiru may be closer than Jupiter. What the fuck? I'll tell you what the fuck. So if you never heard of Nibiru, A, I'm a little disappointed in you, but hey, don't trip. It's all good. We're a big team. I'm the head coach. I'm about to let you know. So Nibiru is also known as Planet X. And it is supposedly a planet that has an elliptical orbit around the sun. It's a part of our solar system, but on its orbit, it goes way the fuck out, outside of our solar system in a big-ass oval, egg-shaped, whatever the fuck. You better know what elliptical means, but, you know, whatever. So, it passes by the Earth every 3,600 years and is populated by the Anunnaki. So, if you don't know who they are, an alien race that came to this Earth and hooked us up with life so i will tell you how um obviously this is all 100 percent true no speculation i'm just kidding but yeah so anunnaki they are life forms who came here thousands of years ago because their atmosphere was lacking gold and the anunnaki if you don't know this already they need gold in their atmosphere to survive okay so they waited for their planet, Nibiru, to get close to Earth, and they fucking flew a ship over here, and they just started mining gold, right, for their atmosphere. So, naturally, they came to the conclusion, damn, this shit's fucking hard. So, they genetically altered life that was already here to create a slave race, to mine gold for them, and that slave race is, boom humans okay so they got their gold they bounced and now we're just waiting for them to come back around say what's up so <clears throat> this is all obviously true because it was written as the natural history of the world by the first civilization to have a written recorded history the sumerians so it's the oldest written text on this planet okay it's on these clay tablets you can look it up sure you've seen fucking ancient aliens if you haven't we're probably not even friends but like whatever um so back to reality so what really really happened in real life that we do actually know about is that in the 1800s a couple dudes named john couch adams and urbane leverrier they came to the conclusion of a hidden planet because they saw deviations in the orbits of Uranus and Neptune. So they were tracking the orbits and they started realizing like, oh shit, it just got jolted really hard by something. So they used some deductive reasoning and they said, so if the, if the planets got jolted out of their orbit real quick, it must be some big mass that contains a large gravitational pull. And that seems like a planet. And so... I'm not going to get too deep into it, but if you know how like space and light traveling and gravitational pull, blah, 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 it is theoretically possible for there to be a body out there that we just can't see because something happens with the flight. Um, there's gravitational lensing. If you don't know what that is, look it up. There's things like black holes where the gravity is so strong that light can't escape it. So it's not all just like some made up bullshit. It is possible. And that is what matters. That it's possible. Um, but yeah, shit like that. It's a great thing um, to read about. Uh, it's obviously 100% true. Lol. But uh, yeah, 
the thought is that when it does come back around by Earth, we're totally fucked because it's a huge mass that has gravity and it's totally going to rip our planet maybe not rip it apart you know but there's going to be earthquakes there's going to be tidal waves volcanoes are going to erupt blah, blah 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 start preparing now the rock is not here to save you i mean you'll save me but that's because we're boys so yeah i'm not saying it's true I'm not saying it's not true i'm saying that it's tight and the fact remains, if a huge mass with a strong gravitational pull does come close to the Earth, we are all fucked. Um, and whatever, not to be a fearmonger, I hate fearmongering. I'm not CNN, you know what I'm saying? I'm not Fox News. They're sexist-ass guests that they have on their show. Uh, yeah, did you guys see that shit? It was mind-blowing. But anyways, I'm not even going to give that the fucking time of day, because fuck Fox News, but we already knew that. So, as I said... I'm not those clowns. Um, I'm just a fool that talks about tight shit like wandering planets, okay? But that is Nibiru. It is really fun to read about. I suggest that you read about it, even though you probably won't. I'm just kidding. I have faith in you motherfuckers because you guys are tight. So, uh, yeah, that is the news for today. I'm glad we could share that together. So before we start this next music block, just last time talkfullradio at gmail.com that's the email that's how you dogs can get a hold of me your dog and uh yeah it's a big community blah 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 let's all do this together blah 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 uh the one thing i do want to give you guys a heads up about is editing i don't really like to edit as much you know as uh, a lot of podcasts i hear actually you know editing is just kind of whatever i like to give it to you how it happens i did edit out the screaming with the spider because that shit sucks um but you know every once in a while a spider jumps on you from hella fucking far away uh my cat will start screaming in the background because um this studio is also my room <laughs> which is tight but yeah one day we'll get rich and fucking we'll move into a really tight studio i'll have a mic that doesn't you know suck but uh it's all good we're doing it so here's a couple songs for you uh both of them slap don't worry the first one is the homie Granite Mask, and this is Turk. Fuck with it.
Hell yeah, full ball. That was Granite Mask with Turk off of his tape, Night Moves, which came out on Aesthetic House, again, a really tight label, putting out a bunch of tight shit. And then after that was Have a Nice Life with Guggenheim Wax Museum. What, dude, Have a Nice Life, such a fucking tight band name. I don't know, just going to throw that out there. Fits the music perfectly. It's such a tight band. Um, besides the music, dude, the, those fucking vocals just stood out to me right away. Really fucking amazing. Um, they're on the Flenser, which is a really tight label out of the Bay Area. And uh, just super active, puts out a bunch of cool shit. Always you see that dude at shows. And uh, just a really tight dude. Really good taste in music. Um, peep that shit, theflenser.com. That shit slaps. So, yeah. All right, lastly, before the Youth Code interview, I just want to reiterate one more time artwork i want it i want it all i want your shit i will peep it i will post it and i will put a link to your shit in there and it's a great idea for everybody uh help me out and i would love to help you out um as much as i can i totally suck at visual art Uh, it's never been kind to me and so i would love to have some more Uh, i really appreciate those who sent in shit uh last week it was really tight peeped it all and I'm really excited about it. I appreciate it all. Um, cool. All right, this interview went really fucking well. It was really fun, uh, really kicked back. And uh, I just want to let you guys know, the end of it got a little bit cut off, but it was literally like 10 seconds lost, uh, just us saying goodbye. Totally sucks, but besides that, the interview slapped. So here is Consuming Guilt by Youth Code. And on the other side, we will kick it with the dogs. Peace.
usually when you meet someone out there that's been in the damn game for so long, it takes about 30 seconds to realize, oh, this fool thinks they're way too tight. And I'm always just like, hey, this just in, you're not. But these two are the actual fucking opposite of that. The intensely tight mix of drum and synth work matched with some of the actual sickest lyrics and vocals will make even the most average of clowns feel like they have some real deal brain problems. Not only do they proverbially burn this mark-infested world, but knowing these two also warms my cold, murderous heart. Please welcome two of the tightest slash realest fools in the game, Ryan and Sarah from Youth Code. What up? Yay! Yay! <laughs> yeah, how's it going? Hi, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm stoked you guys came on. I know you guys flew in pretty late last night, right? We literally had the craziest flight yesterday that, like, I don't think that any fool should ever have to go through in their entire life. So... There was an accident on the BQE. Our flight wasn't until 6.30, but I was like, okay, we'll leave at 4.30. That gives us like two hours. That's an hour to get to the airport. Yeah, we were yeah. in North Brooklyn in Greenpoint. So we get on the BQE, and there's a fucking full-blown accident. We spend an hour and a half in this car service, which if we had done like anything other than a car service, it would have been 200 bucks in a cab. Easy. Fuck. Easy. So we finally get to the airport. I lie to a cop and say that we got into an accident. <laughs> and like, so they could jump security line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love lying to cops. It's like something I do often. Oh, it's nuts. <laughs> so we jump security. I don't even put my damn shoes on. I'm running in tights across JFK Airport. Make it. We're like the last two people on. So we finally get like on the plane. Then we have a layover in South Carolina. Get on the second plane at 10 o'clock at night. This fool, like, goes to, like, take off or whatever. We were on the the r runway or whatever for, like, probably, like, two, two hours, two yeah. hours oh just sitting God, there. Dude. And then they're like, uh, we have to change planes. Uh, dude, there's, that's like, the fucking worst. Oh, so wow. they change planes for us, and then, like, we get on this totally different plane, finally take off. And, and the guy we... dropped a suitcase on Sarah. Oh, yeah, head. he dropped a suitcase on my head. <laughs> oh, that my was God, super dude. tight. Uh, and he was Jesus. like, oh, I didn't think it was going to be heavy. Like, what do you mean, dog? You carried it around all day. I know, yeah. So <laughs> Shit's a lot, shit seems a lot heavier when it falls on my fucking head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So then we finally land and LAX is closed. So yeah, they have to... They had the shut, they, all the power was shut off. Oh, my God. I don't know dude. what was going on. Yeah, so we fucking... got stuck out there on the runway. For like another hour. Dude, we got like after we landed. Like, like 4.30 in yeah. the morning or something. Jesus, dude. That's fucking awful. Yeah. Well, damn, that makes it even tighter that you guys came out. Yeah, dude, like, we know, dude, oh, my God, we know that so well. Like, just, just like, the saving, like, the saving money end of it, we're like, oh, this uh, eight-hour flight just turned into fucking 16-hour travel time. Yeah. Yeah, let's go find somewhere in the airport to crash for literally, like, five hours. So yeah. Annoying. The but, worst. But, yeah, that's fucking, I'm stoked you guys came on, even though uh, probably, like, kind of tired and shit. But, uh, it's um, all yeah, man, let's uh let's just get this shit started. It's pretty pretty straightforward. Um so the first the first question I had was just like easy. Like just give me a little history on youth code. Like how did you guys meet and just like how did it all come about? Um I was like super depressed and met Ryan at this club and Sick. just like pretty much instantly fell in love. I like actually a really funny thing that I was just talking about the other day. Uh, this friend of ours, who's been a friend of mine for a really long time, I was just texting him. We were talking about like writing records and stuff. He's like in the process of writing his new record, and I'm, you know, we're in the process of writing our new record. And uh, I was like, Do you remember that the night 
that we went, he was talking to me about goth clubs. And I was like, do you remember the Favorite? night that we went to the goth club together? And he's like, yeah, we went to this goth club. That was super funny. What was the deal with that? I was like, I don't know, but isn't it even funnier that you were there the night that I told you that Ryan was going to be my boyfriend? Like, I laid eyes on Ryan. I was like, that's going to be my dude. Yeah, <laughs> that's tight. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then, like, three months into dating, we were listening to, like, a lot of industrial. And when Ryan moved down here he had all these synthesizers and we would just like get super fucked up and put on like Knights or Ebb records and like just mosh around our apartment. Yeah, like, it was good. Yeah, it was that's some cool. fucking real like bonding <laughs> shit right there. That's nice it was, Yeah, we would just get hammered and listen to like either Earth Crisis or Knights or Ebb at fucking three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> like total maniacs. <laughs> Definitely Warzone, but. Mm. Yeah, Did we listen to Warzone hard. too? Yeah, a lot of Warzone. I feel like I definitely was it Warzone when I like smashed the floor knowing the, that the crazy woman was downstairs. Yeah, and she was pissed. She was super. <laughs> Damn, um, that's some fucking before. Before I met Sarah, like I like got I was in a band and they kicked me out because I was a loser basically, <laughs> and I was like so angry. I was like, I'm gonna learn. I didn't know how to play an instrument, so I was like, I'm gonna learn how to play guitar. And I bought like a drum machine, uh -huh. but the drum machine I bought was one of those. Korg, uh, I don't know. It was one of the OG Electribes, and it had like a synthesizer sequencer in it too. Yeah, yeah. So I got that, and I started like learning how to use it more. And I was like, "Holy shit! Like I can make like industrial or like synth pop with this thing." Because I didn't really know how you did that before. And uh, I like started plugging things into the MIDI socket and hooking keyboards up. So I've been like doing electronics for a long time, and Sarah was the one that was like. I was like so embarrassed about that shit because yeah. none of my friends like were openly into that stuff. So she was just like, "We have to do something," and I was like, "No." And then she came home one day and was like, "Oh, we're playing a show," and I was like, "What are you <laughs> oh, talking shit. about?" She's all write, yeah. write some songs. We have to play for twenty minutes, and I was like, "Oh no, here we go." That's Fuck. that dude. That's the best like motivation for me. I'll just fucking sit on shit forever, and then someone will be like, "You want to play a show?" And I'll be like, "Uh, yes." And yeah. then I fucking just have to make that shit happen. You know exactly. That's essentially what it was. It was like I, you know, like I was working at the record store, and they had like this employee showcase thing, and I was just like, "Oh yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna." Our band's playing. And they were like, you have a band? And I was like, yeah, I have a band. And it's tight. And, like, we're going to play. And they're like, okay, you can open. But, like, you know, it's 20 minutes. And I was like, all right, fool. That's whatever. Yeah, the end. Chill. Yeah, that's tight as fuck. Yeah, so, like, I, I know um, that, that, that leads into this next one. It's like, so you guys seem to be on pretty different, like, music paths from what you are now before. Um, yeah. Like, you know, I, me and you talk about a lot of hardcore and shit, and I talked to Sarah about a lot of, like, death metal and cool shit like that. Um, but, yeah, how was, like, so how did you guys, like, make that transition, or was it, like, super easy? I know you guys are probably, like, listening to the shit for a long time, but... That happened early in our relationship because we made each other mixtapes. Oh, and that's cool. when we were sending each other mixes, we were both kind of, like, oh, we both sent each other, like, EBM and industrial stuff. Like, wow, you like this stuff? Like... I didn't know you liked this. And like, you know, we knew that we liked the obvious stuff. Like you said, like metal and yeah, yeah. hardcore. 
but we were both putting like you know Ryan doesn't actually like metal though which was really hard for me to like forgive <laughs> that's <laughs> a great, that's a great I was really sad thing, about man. it I'm yeah, slowly yeah. getting into it he's getting into it but like when we first started I like well, that, my, I like my friends metal bands a lot like, I, tried I like to play you guys Pantera, a lot and I like was nails a lot it. oh like, my god dude I fucking <laughs> love Pantera dude Pantera's false hardcore it's oh, for bro. bullshit Pantera is like the audio representation of like pure fucking ignorance dude and i love that it's shit, so man. good it's right? so like, fucking I, good dude i was like i hate I ignorance well, yeah. you're lying you're so lying <laughs> what ignorant band do i like i bet you like some ignorance no oh, maybe like oh. project x or something yeah that's project hell, x ignorant, yeah. but in a different way <laughs> that's yeah. cool yeah, that's tight as People up for drinking. I'm. That's pretty sick. Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't like like real life ignorance. I like like audio ignorance. So I'll listen. Yeah, to but like... I'm pretty sure Pantera is pretty real life. Ignorance. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> for sure. You're right about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so my question is like, me and you have talked about this a lot before, Ryan, and like. So like, one of my things for your guys' band is like, I'll listen to especially because I'll try to make shit like on my drum machines or whatever in my samplers and i talked to you about like the drum work on it before and that shit yeah. just like fucking blows my mind sometimes and it's like fitting in these like fills and this shit that just it, it stays tasteful but it's like fucking sick right and so my biggest problem is like stopping myself especially when i'm like recording on ableton i have like all these tracks looking and i'm like there's more i could do like how yeah. do you go about just like looking at a song and being like this shit is fucking done like i don't need to add I, more shit on it. i use her a lot for that because oh, really? i will i'll add layers and i'm always telling myself like just keep it fucking basic because i feel like when i listen back to the music we've done our most stripped down tracks and live too are my favorite mm -hmm. like where you almost treat it like like it's like a five-piece band it's like okay this synth is like taking the place of a guitar the bass is you know like a bass guitar here's your drums and like you can get a little tricky because it's electronic and it lets you do weird things but i just i feel i keep saying this that i think like if you keep your electronics kind of caveman-y yeah, yeah. I, think, I think it comes off better I yeah just that's do. tight as fuck yeah for plus, sure i get embarrassed too because i don't really uh, you know i don't hang out i mean i do now more but before i didn't hang out with people that made electronic music so i always feel like i'm doing it wrong you mm -hmm. know even if it sounds right to me so it's embarrassing if i try to like do some like crazy stuff i'm like uh that's stupid someone's gonna hear that and be like what a fucking nerd what yeah. is he doing? <laughs> dude that's so like the life struggle that i live with all the time yeah man. it's just baby steps you know like yeah, for I'm sure. sure one day I'll I'll make some like whack ass like orchestra song, but <laughs> until then, like not even yeah. that won't happen. It yeah, won't dude. happen. I feel the like thing you that hurts me is like he will write like some like super fucking cool shit, and he just gets like so like hard. I mean, anybody that creates is hard on themselves. I'm pretty sure like you're always your own worst critic, but he'll write some stuff that's like so awesome, and then we'll just throw it away. Yeah. We yeah. have like, there's like tw 25 songs, I think, for the new record. And I only like maybe like four or five of them. Damn. But I wrote like some really like high techy like synth work shit. And I think they're really good when I'm writing it. And I listen to it back and I'm like, this is so lame, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> and 
like today, like I was listening to the new Prairie Ant record mm -hmm. and like he does a lot of uh, like, like tricky synth stuff on it. Like it's like in a different way and it's like stripped down and I was like, fuck, I have like shit like this too. Like, why am I not using this Dude, stuff? We've you talked know what about I mean? this before. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, I will trip so hard on like my drum work and be like, wow, it sounds like a literal 12 year old is playing drums right now. Just fucking super <laughs> simple. And then I'll listen to shit I really like and be like, oh, same shit. Like, fuck yeah, me. exactly. Yeah. That's tight. It's you guys have each other to do that too, because like, man, it's super, yeah. It's like, I feel like that's what bandmates are like, should be for. Dude. Oh you yeah. I, I wouldn't even be able to put, I would never put out a, a record if I didn't have her saying, Oh, that's actually good because I think everything I do sucks. And I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed of everything I do. I well, mean, not when I'm in the moment and like, when we finally put out a record, I'm proud of it. And when we play shows, I'm very into it. But when I'm in my room making stuff, I like all I can think about is, God, I'm the fucking worst. Yeah. Like, yeah. what am I doing? <laughs> like, what? Who? Who am I trying to fool here? Yeah. But well, um, I mean, yeah, I, I just mean... think I think that's part of the process. I think that's what makes people work harder. And I don't think anyone that is moderately successful with anything ever really feels confident about them. Maybe, I mean, I, it's true. I, I, I know that people you're a that dweeb are, if you fully feel confident yeah, about your absolutely. shit though, like, absolutely. you're such a fucking dweeb. If you walk in and you're like, I don't like understand. I just like, wrote the best shit. Like we get were, out of here. Yeah. Like my friend Todd, like we were hanging out with him the other night and, and I used to be in a band with him and he is so confident about everything he does. And I cannot wrap my head around it. He's talking about the new record they're writing. And he's like, you know, it's just fucking this and that. And I'm yeah. just like, I can't talk about my stuff like that. Yeah. People will be like, how's the record going? And I'll be like, it sucks. Yeah. Why, what do you think? I hate it. Yeah, yeah. It's Anytime horrible. I ever say that anything I did is tight, it's like me trying to convince myself that it's tight. But, yeah. So I actually, that's super interesting because I like what you guys are talking about. I read this article one time and it's about, it, it compared like an artist and what they're making, no matter what the medium is, to like, to like, it sounds silly, but it, it compared it to like making a sandwich, right? So it's like when you're writing a song and it's your song and you know every single ingredient that's going into it. So you have this like kind of assumption of what it's going to sound like, you know, as opposed to like, you can know that like what comes in a sandwich when you go out and fucking buy one. But when someone else makes it for you, there's this like... Always yeah, there's this element of like, surprise, better. right? Yeah. And so that's what I dude, And I have this fucking theory that it's like that is the single thing, dude. Like just letting go of that shit and like putting your shit out there that like in like enjoying your sandwich. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that, <laughs> that's like the thing that separates fucking artists from like some fool that's just trying like trying to do something that never does it. You know, it's, yeah, totally. it's fucking it kills me on a daily basis. But yeah, I mean, just got to fucking do that shit, you know, um, struggle brother yeah yeah so it's the same sort of question but for sarah like so li like lyrics are another really fucking hard part of music for me like one of the hardest and it's like so when you are doing when you're writing your lyrics like is it something that you like sit on for a long time like you have a plan or do you just get inspired and just fucking like dump that shit out in a notebook or like like how does that shit go for you um so like 
I'm a super big procrastinator. Like I'm a <laughs> like a really bad procrastinator. <laughs> yeah, I'm super good. Like when it comes to this band, I'm like very, very confident about doing business stuff. Like I'll hold every phone call you ever need about like, oh, logistics and planning and all this stuff. Um <laughs> <laughs> So sorry, so sorry, dude. My it's cat is like fucking cat screaming. Just, like losing it. Yeah, I was dude. like so annoying. Um, but yeah, like uh, just yeah. you can go. I ahead. like procrastinate super, super, super badly uh, when it comes to doing stuff like that. So like Ryan, I'll be like, oh, I need you to come up with like five or six songs, and then I'll start doing stuff. But the whole time, like every day of my life, there's like this note that I have on my phone, and if I think of a line or I think of a something, like I'll just write it down. But when it comes mm. to actually fitting it into the song, like I'm very last minute about like how I put together the song because I feel like it needs to be like sort of frantic. And like when I look at my words, I'm like, okay, this is tight. You know, it's sort of probably the same process as songwriting. Maybe not, but I feel like it, it comes out differently if I'm like, okay, I'm pressed for time and I just have to like get my feelings out there. Because I don't know, it's like if you like something or if you like someone and you can spend like, you know, so much time like thinking about like how cool a date would be with that person, but you kind of just have to like ask him out on a date to figure out like whether or not it's cool. Yeah, totally. And that's like my same approach with things. Like I'll just sit around and be like, okay, like this is what I'm feeling. That's what I'm feeling. But like when it comes down to it, I wait till the last minute and then just like explode everything onto paper. Yeah, totally. But I mean, there's always like core common themes. Like each song has some sort of theme as to like, a certain particular experience that's going on or something. But uh, yeah, it's like a lot of, it's a lot of looking at this note that I've had for like a year on my phone and just kind of drafting off of that. That's tight. Do, do you, Ryan, do you have like some sort of like, like how Sarah has input on what you do and says like, that sounds great. Stop doing anything. You know, do you have, do you ever do that with lyrics and stuff too? Um, I try not to, I probably do. I probably, I know that I have a habit and I'm not doing it on this record, but before I'd have a habit of making a demo and also coming with, this is how I think the vocals should go. Mm -hmm. And I have a habit of putting too much melody and stuff. So uh, it'll end up sounding like Nine Inch Nails or something. Yeah. She's like, that. we can't do that. That's not our band. And I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. I'm, so I've kind of stepped back. The only thing I've been doing different on this record is what goes back to what we were saying earlier, I'm leaving the demos really stripped down because I've never done this before, but I want, after she gets her vocals in, I'm going to go and build synth parts around her voice mm -hmm. and um, like fill in spots. And I'm going to try some. Tight. Yeah. So it's, it's like a, it's a real like exercise and patience. Cause I like to layer. So yeah. I'm like, fuck, I want to put stuff in, but I want to hear how our voice is. And I really, I want to like, uh, like, uh, backing up and strengthen her lines because I'm, I'm a big fan of Sarah's lyrics yeah, and, totally. I, and I want to make the, them very impactful because I've seen lines on stuff that we did on other records. And I'm like, that is a great line. And it's just lost in the, you know, the spit of everything yeah. coming out. And I want to make sure that the, like the parts that are very like uh, like potent to me, I want to make sure that they really cut through. Yeah, and, you know, it could be 
she could say a word and you mimic it with a with the sound you know yeah yeah, yeah. So i want to try you know something to try it might yeah, work that's fucking tight dude that's a good that's a good way to like look at songwriting i think dude it sounds like you guys have this like fucking really good like dynamic probably you know i'm just probably after like a lot of like figuring out what that dynamic should be but yeah damn, dude that's fucking tight dude it's like it's a constant learning process definitely for sure, for sure yeah. a constant learning process we were we're uh, i don't know if both of us but in my mind i was always very aware that we would start here and end up here mm -hmm. you know and building upon what our band sounded like like you know we've we've never had melody you know we're pretty much like a a drum and bass band yeah, like you yeah. know it's very it's very beat driven and on the new record there's a lot more strings and pads and things well, going on the EP, on, so. i think that there were a lot of textures that we started adding in on stuff because when we yeah finished, it started that's what i mean yeah, yeah. like it was like demo was like basically a noise band structured into a dance form and then you know we did our seven inch it had some synth pop and then I don't, our LP was super rushed, so I can't really say what that was. That was me just trying to get a record that, mm -hmm. that people were telling us to do. And then the last EP, I feel like we started to come into our own. And, and this LP, I think, will be what I consider like our first real LP, even though it's a second. Like, yeah. this is us knowing what we're doing. Yeah. So That's I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, I'm fucking. I can't wait for that shit, dude. Yeah, I always, I always love it when like, like Sarah will hit me up, like, let's, let's do something. I like just can't be in the fucking house right now because this fool's just doing all this synth shit, you know? Oh, he's like the he. I mean, I My love him to death, so but I literally yeah. there's there's certain days where like the night before or like the day of, like he'll just wake up and stretch and be like super nice about it, but it'll be like, I oh, just like I need the house alone today and i'm like all right yeah. like i said i get embarrassed about stuff when i'm trying new stuff i'm like fucking embarrassed i don't want to and i and i shouldn't be embarrassed in front of her i don't want her to hear it yeah totally. i'd rather That's her funny. come home and then i'd be like this is what I did while you were gone, and her, and her either go, you fucking suck, or damn, that's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> and tight. we can operate like that. Like we're that's the cool thing of which it shouldn't be like that because we're in a relationship and in a band. It's really hard for people to be open, but we're both like that sucks. That's good. Like you yeah. know, and and not get offended. Yeah, that's shit. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. sometimes. Yeah. There's yeah. Where, like, <laughs> will work all day on like doing something he'll work all day and he'll think and not to discredit you because i think that a lot of what you do is fucking super amazing so like See, don't, get this in, the don't get this in the doghouse like this isn't a doghouse thing i think a lot of what you do is super super awesome but every once in a while you'll come up with something and i'll just go <laughs> I don't really know how it fits. Like, it's not really a thing. And people, I will just, it's almost, I hate doing it because it's like pulling out a tiny stone and the whole fucking yeah. dam falls down. Like, it's yeah. so, and it's hard because, like, I love him and he's my boyfriend. So, like, when that sort of thing happens and I'm like, I'm in the doghouse so hard right yeah. now. But like, I need to hear, I, I mean, it's hard, but you need to hear that stuff. Yeah. You, you know. Yeah, it's well, dude, that's fucking, it seems like such a great formula because like a, you guys are super close and you've been close for a long time. And then so but you also know, like, no, like I fucking like this, you know what I'm saying? So it's like it could go like, yeah, you're right. I, I'm not sure about it. Or 
or like, oh, I don't like this, but like, oh, I really do like this. So like, it's yeah, it's it's again, it's just like a really fucking tight dynamic. That shit's tight, man. It's like super awesome. Like, I think it's really cool that you guys make it work because like everybody on the planet's like, oh, like, like you know, it's just it seems really intense to be in a band and tour with you know your partner but fuck it's like crazy that you it's and it's so tight that i think you know that you guys make it work like that um Thank you, dude. well yeah and it's also more of like a fucking like stay the fuck away from me right now or you know as compared to like everything is like 100 percent both of you guys you know which is yeah sick. that's how a band really like fucking should be i think yeah know? i don't know i i've been pretty jealous when you when i heard that you guys did a lot of the record in the studio that would be so cool to do yeah 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 totally i mean a lot of that has to do with like uh us being like fucking shitheads out at the farm and like not you know not like but and same thing dude we're all the biggest fucking procrastinators dude but yeah i mean that aspect to me is dude i you know i used to do that with my i did that a couple times in my old band and like it's I so immediate that. that way. Yeah, and I love that shit. And I also love the thing where it's like, because I'm just like you say, like I'll sit on a song and look at it like two days later or like a riff or something and be mm-hmm. like, oh, that's weird. I used to like that because it fucking sucks. But when you're yeah. in the studio, you're not, you're like, this is tight, standing behind it, like just put that shit on there, you know? And you might think about it later, but like, dude, you know, it's just there and you need to fucking yeah. deal with it, you know? I like that. I do too. Yeah. I I know a couple fools that don't like that, but I really, I really enjoy that shit. Cause I'll just second guess the shit out of myself for so. I think it's cool because like that way, like there is not a lot of time for like self doubt and editing. It's like, this came out of me. Like this, this is me. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And it's like a lot of art, dude, I feel like is a, it's like a representation, whether it's like audio or visual of like a time, like you, in a time you know what i'm saying and oh so, yeah 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 100%. and if you just do that shit in the studio you know and like it's just representative of what you're going through at that time you know yeah yeah i think that like we did like the first tape like we were under such fucking stress of everything it was like you know like the band itself was like me just being ballsy and when we were writing that tape or when we were writing those four songs like we were getting kicked out of our old apartment like Mm -hmm. i had like so much shit with my family like all these songs just sort of like appeared out of nowhere and i listened to the lyrics and like even it's weird because like when i'm seeing those songs live i'm just like fuck nobody here understands that like this part is like so done and i'm so like far removed from that part of my life yeah totally totally which is super crazy to think about like everyone's like oh yeah that song's super super fucking rad and i'm like dude like i was fucking walking up and down sunset boulevard taking phone numbers for like apartments trying to figure out like what the fuck we're gonna do you know like we had like two weeks left and we had a show like two days after we moved into the house like Mm. i was just like a fucking wreck about everything yeah that's (laughs) fucking crazy and it, yeah, and it's tight to like look back and like listen to that shit and just remember like a like damn that was a fucked up time or b like damn hella happy I'm not in that fucked up time anymore you know totally yeah um so yeah same sort of thing actually because like I noticed that you guys like to do a lot of your own like designs and stuff and um honestly is that is that like a control thing like this is what I want my project to be this is how i like visually i want my project or is it more just like i hella like doing this shit you know like you know what what is it with you guys or is it a little bit of both well sarah sarah does all that stuff so i don't really um i find that like i have a constant chip 
on my shoulder that I've had for like a really long time in my life. And especially like when it comes to doing this band, I toured for so long, like doing merch and tour managing and like kind of like not being a part of it. It didn't have like my own legs to stand on. I didn't have like, you know, my own shit. I just had like working for other people and it was cool. And like, I got a lot of cool things out of my life from it, you know, and a lot of like life experiences. But when we started doing this band and I started noticing that there were like, you know, wheels in motion and people were actually kind of like interested in what was going on with things. I was like, okay, well, I want to showcase like every single aspect of my ability and be on top of it. Like I Mm -hmm. want people to look at like what our logo is and go, Oh, so not only do they do this band, that's like, you know, a band that I like, but you know, they're also doing everything about it. And like, I don't know, like a little bit of, is it about control? Like there's definitely a little bit of the, the process that's like, I don't, it's our child. You know what I mean? Like, why would I let someone else dress my baby? Totally. Like that's fucking weird, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. So part of it is that, and part of it is just like this, like, and it sounds stupid, but it's like this ultimate flex on anything, like any, you know, like anytime I was just like a girl that sold t-shirts, I go, no, I'm a girl that like designs all this merch. I did. I fucking put together all this business stuff. Like I've, you know, like, it's just, like, this ultimate flex to me. I don't yeah, know. It's that's cool. tight as fuck, man. Like, I mean, I've definitely been on both sides of that. Like, done, like, done the, or, or you know, my bit within my band, like, done the artwork and done the cover. And then, like, I've done the, like, you know, have an artist do it and then, like, wait hell long and just trip on it, like, the whole fucking time, you know? And then, like, yeah. get back and be either happy or, like, really not happy with it, you know? But, like, yeah. that's sick, man. That's just to, like, take control and, like, this is my shit. Like, exactly. Like, why would any, like, I don't want to let someone else dress my fucking baby, you know? Yeah. That's a really good way to look at it. Um, So, yeah, like, one thing that <laughs> one thing that gets me about you guys, and a lot of, like, I, I try to base a lot of the show on touring um, just because it's such a prevalent part of, like, all of our lives and shit. Yeah, and uh, it takes it seriously takes like it, to me. I feel like it takes a real like certain kind of person to live this sort of fucking life, you know. Yeah, and so it's like you guys, both of you guys separately and together, like have toured for so fucking long, like so many years. And a that's tight as fuck. And b like I couldn't, dude. Like, I mean, we you know we tour a lot, but like, dude, I at the end of like two years of touring, I'll be like, I'm going to die. Like actually, you know, but like, so for you guys, dude, so how do you think it's been so long you guys have been doing this? Like, do you think that like affects your home life like at all? Or like, how do you think it's like seriously like war, like worn on you uh, just in your life? Like for me, I know I never really gave a fuck about my home space until I was gone from it so long. And then like, I would get home and be like, Oh, like, this is my bubble. I need to make it fucking perfect, you know? So that, like, that's sort of, like, my example, you know? Like, mm-hmm. like for you guys, what has it done? Do you guys, like, picture yourselves, like, settling down one day? Or do you just, like, fucking, has it made you into this, like, road dog, you know? Shit like that. I've, like, never stopped since I was 17 years old. I've had, like, a few different, like, day jobs. But they've basically been, like, ways for me to sustain when I wasn't on tour. So at this point, I don't, I've talked about this with Ryan a little bit. Like, I don't really know what to do with myself. Like when we first started dating, I took a couple tours, but I was like, I'm, I'm done. Like, I I don't want to do this anymore. Like I found someone, like I fell in love, like I'm, I'm good. And then 
it was almost like part of my fucking DNA because then we started the band like so quickly in on it. And I was like, Oh, we have a band. We have to go on tour. Yeah. Like there was no, there was no way for me to be like, Oh, uh, we have a band. Let's just kind of like do shows around home. You know, like we started, I think we did like our first show was like a September of 2012. And then by the time December rolled around, we were doing, we went up to Oakland and played shows with Psychic TV. And then like May rolled around and we were in New York, like playing yeah. shows there. Like it was just this fucking constant. And I still like, don't even think that we tour enough. Like yeah. I don't, I yeah, mean, I don't, I don't think that we tour enough whatsoever. I would love, and I'm hoping for like when this record comes out to be able to do like a two years on the road stint, because I want, like, I feel like you get this momentum when you do like five weeks and then you like go home and you're like, okay, I'm home for a month. Like what? Do, what am I gonna do in that month? Totally, you know, man. like oh my god, I don't feel like I'm doing anything. It's yeah. like so. Then even like now to sustain myself in between going on tour and doing youth code stuff, I go on tour with other bands because yeah. I just I don't I don't know what to do with myself. Like I've done it, and it's weird because it's caused like it's even caused anxiety in me when I go to shows and I'm just trying to hang out. Like nowadays, like it's always work for me and I'm always going and it's, it's so weird. Like I would like to think that I would settle down, but like, well, like case in point, I thought I was going to settle down. I told everyone I quit doing merch and then here I am fucking going on tour with our own band and then still doing merch like yeah. in the interim when I'm not doing that other stuff. It's like so crazy to me. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah. know when I slow down. I'm 30. Like I don't want to be like. 40 and still selling t-shirts for other people but i don't know what the fuck i'm gonna do like i've already made yeah. my life plan. yeah i've already done it. yeah what about I, you Ryan? I, I go i go back and forth of it like if we're on the road i want to stay on the road and when i get home i get like antsy and i'm like uh, i wish we were touring but when we've been home for like a certain period of time i like turn into homebody man and i'm like i don't want to do anything <laughs> except yeah, yeah. Yeah. so i just like I just adapt to whatever we're doing. But if you ask me what I would like to be doing, I'd like to be touring. Yeah, totally. Man. You know, I, I, I like it. I didn't like it before. And I always, you know, I would like playing shows and then everything else I hated about it. But with this band, I actually really like touring. It's really fun. I get to travel with Sarah and yeah, our friend Andrew tours with us and he's awesome. And we just, it's, good it's a positive thing yeah. now as opposed to it being something i didn't really like yeah totally man it's like dude like i said man it takes such a fucking like certain kind of person to mm -hmm. just like oh my god and i used to try to explain to people like like because i love fucking touring it's like the it's like the one thing that i've always just wanted to do and then now that it's happening a lot like I would just explain to people like what tour is really like and it's like oh okay i wake up in this like little bubble like my hotel room with like my band and then i walk like 200 feet to this other bubble that is the <laughs> and then i'm in yeah. there for fucking like you know eight hours and then like bam we get there and i'll walk like you know 150 more feet and be in the green room you know what i'm saying and yeah then, like it's so funny dude and it's like it's fucking tight and yeah i love i love like I don't know. It can just be such a positive or negative thing. It's like totally up to you to like what you want to do with it. You know? Oh, totally. I really, I really like it. But this band, like we get to do a lot of like world traveling too, which is like pretty new to me. I mean, I've been to Europe before or the UK, but that's about it. And with this one, we've been like 
we've only been a band. We, in not this even year, three it'll years. be three years we'll in be September. Three years of band in September, and we've gone all over the fucking place. Yeah. And we're about to we're about to leave again in like a week and a half, two weeks or something. It's yeah, like so sick. My life's gonna crumble when you guys leave. No. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. Like I, I was like, man, because that's the reason I wanted to tour my whole life was like travel, like. I promised myself when I was young, like, I'm not going to pay to go to Europe the first time, you know, and it took a while, you know, but finally that shit happened. And then I was like, yeah, like, fuck, I've done all this touring. And I did that like super nerdy thing where you get like a world map and you like put all these like fucking pins in it to like see where you've been, (laughs) which is so funny. But like, I did it and I was like, fuck, dude, like, I'm really like, I haven't been anywhere, dude. And we've been a lot of places, you know, and I was just like, man, I want to just like tour all these like other crazy places. But, um, so like for, for you guys, like what is, uh, what's one of the favorite, like your favorite bands that you've been on tour with, like either like the most fun or just like the most like efficient, like, let's just get a tour done and like everything's chill, you know, cause it could go well, either way. It's weird because like for most of all of our touring stuff, we somehow have been linked with that band, nothing or side projects of nothing for pretty much most of our touring career. Like, yeah. There's not a tour where we don't see them or at least try to get a show in with them or a side project of theirs. So, like, we constantly, like, have, like, this crazy bond with those dudes, which is crazy. But I think that my most favorite tour I've ever done was us and Skinny Puppy and watching that Alliance Forge. That is fucking That's, like, some high school dream shit, dude. Like, some shit that, you know... You can tour with people that you've listened to since you were really young, or like people that are influential. And at but the, the end of the day, are they're gonna like be shitty people. Yeah, they're probably gonna be like, "Oh, it's really nice. You guys are little kids trying to do like this stuff. Like, cute, great, you know." But like those dudes, every single fucking night, I've never seen a headliner that goes and watches the opener every night. And they would like, stand on stage yeah, every single every single night. night. We played. Yeah, that's tight. So- it's funny too because like when we started. Even though I don't think I really in deep in my heart I do not think we sound like Skinny Puppy. We're definitely yeah. influenced, but but we're not. They're crazy. They're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like fucking drug induced, like insanity. Like you know, and like for them to not be like, oh, you're just like stupid kids. For them to be like, you guys are doing something new with this, and we fucking love like that. You're bringing like this like punk approach back to this music that's been missing and making it sound fresh yeah like it was just cool not only that they're like the coolest dudes ever they're like, they're like so funny the and best like, dudes and curious about stuff and yeah. open-minded and it's great so yeah. tight when you meet someone like that man like how i was talking in the intro like just you know you meet someone that's been in the game for so long and you're like oh you're not a fucking total douchebag like that's yeah, fucking yeah. tight dude that's like, such a great feeling dude and there's a lot you like their band and shit totally and there's like so much like myth around that band like there's so many rumors and and they're so secretive so people don't really know what they're like and they're just like oh well i think it's like this oh i know this little story about them and these guys hate each other and it's like it's not like that. Yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah. they're yeah. super fucking chill and they're cool yeah, with yeah. everyone. Like, that's they so funny, rip, man. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. We get that a lot, dude. Like, we'll be like tired as fuck and, and just be like in a green room, like all five of us, like literally all five of us on our phones, like yeah. texting each other and just like looking at shit. And people be like, oh, I thought you guys were crazy. Like, you guys are like, 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 man, shut the fuck up, dude. Here, I'm on tour, dude. I'm pretty tired right now. You have no idea what this is like for obvious reasons. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> I'm on week three. I've maybe showered four times in that amount of time. So God, just, like, just calm please down. leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. You know what I don't do? Fucking sleep. And you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's not, it's not chill. Yeah. Um, do you guys, uh, so do you guys, like, make it a point when you're on tour, especially, like, now you guys, you said you guys are fucking going around the the world and shit. Like, do you guys ever make it a point to, like, stop and see, like, tight places? Because we laugh about this, man. Like, we'll be super hungover like feeling like shit in the van and like looking on instagram and the band that we're on tour with is like seeing all this tight shit like <laughs> fucking we're at white sands and shit like that and we're like fuck man like we need to do that dude like we're more of like a vegan restaurant tour. oh yeah oh, that's, tight. that's like sure. our thing we yeah. don't like go sightseeing we go like what is the best vegan restaurant in this town we're going? That's like, that's our jam. And then yeah, we like cool. ball so hard on food and I feel like shit. Like I really <laughs> don't understand why we've done it for every tour, but it's like, especially cause we have Andrew with us. Who's also vegan. It's like, okay, here's the game plan. We're going somewhere that has their specialty is like fucking seven pound vegan cheese steaks. And all of us <laughs> in the van are like, yes, that's what we're doing. And, and then, then we, we eat. eat one and we're like, fuck, why did we do this? To yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking dollar vegan corn dog day and fucking. Yeah, yeah exactly. If you're like, yeah. like, like us, we've done like a lot of like support tours. So we're like, you know, play pretty early on the bill. And be oh, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's so funny dude um that's actually Bruno, funny because my next yeah like damn they're doing like a chopped and screwed set tonight yeah like fucking <laughs> um, yeah that was actually my next question was how do you guys like stay vegan on tour dude it's like the easiest thing in the world to me and like even more so now like showing people how easy it is like i yeah. feel like people get like like weird and like competitive about it it was like a perfect example of that skinny puppy tour like their merch dude is vegan and like all three of us were vegan and like they're like super animal rights and so i would just be like i would see ogre eat something and i'd be like what are you doing and he'd be like <laughs> he'd be like uh i'm just eating i'm like yeah but like like are you thinking about what you're eating you think about you think about a lot of things and your band like represents a lot of animal rights issues like but are you really thinking dog like yeah. are you thinking and like just sort of like challenge people and stuff i don't know like it was a lot of fun like even if people like don't really like veganism for what you know whatever reason i you know i don't give a shit what anybody eats or whatever but when people try to say that like oh it's too difficult to me it's like what like where do you like what are you doing you know what I mean? Like you can like even in places like Little Rock, Arkansas, you can go to Walmart and Walmart has a veggie burger and yeah. your green room has like fucking, you know, uh, a microwave somewhere in the vicinity. There has to be a microwave or even the that's, gas station. And that's has, the most grim And that's situation. grim as fuck. Yeah, like totally. when we were driving out to meet that tour, it was like we were in like West Texas somewhere. And we stopped, we thought that we had found like a restaurant and it just ended up being a health food store and we were starving, but it's like, we still found a health food store. Mm -hmm. Like, not that it was super bomb, but I definitely ate like vegan sausages <laughs> like, yeah, dipped totally. it in like some fucking hummus or something like that. It's like, not the best food like oh i'm not out eating a fucking 12 ounce ribeye but like i'm still sustaining my diet you yeah, know yeah, totally. and, like, doing well i think what's more what's more difficult than than like being vegan is like staying on top of like 
how you are on tour because it's so easy to get like caught up and like then you just get fat dude like and i'm not about that yeah i'm not about it at all i'll look at pictures like of me like fucking six weeks deep and just be like oh my god dude like (laughs) yeah 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 and dude i remember we did a we did a u.s tour and at the very beginning we were like all right let's make this a fucking like whole foods tour or like anything like possibly like healthy and that shit literally lasted for like two days you know yeah. and it's like fuck you dude. get french fries you know what i mean oh my god yeah. and like if the venue is like bringing you your meal and, and it's, it's like pasta yeah pasta like you yeah. oh my god gonna, like, pasta dude. dude that's the one that's what we always laugh about dude pasta totally food. yeah pasta sucks dude i made yeah. it a point like so i became i became pretty bratty about touring actually like I like I did this tour with this like old fucking like old rocker dude and like he you know he has like everything super fucking like cabby like it's like there's a band bus there's a crew bus and he has his own bus so there's like I see like what money goes into the buyout what money goes into like production all this stuff and it got to a point where like I was treated so well that I like would go on tour and be like okay I'm not dealing with bullshit like when we were on that skinny puppy tour and some dude like brought like Pete's coffee. You know what I mean? I should be so thankful that somebody is bringing me a bag of coffee. I should be so thankful. And I looked at it and I was like, uh, Hey, Pete's, bro. Pete's, yeah. dude, like, dude, no yeah. trip. You might as well have just gone awful. to Dunkin' Donuts, dog. I know, like, I know. What are you doing? Yeah, like, why don't you just you grab doing? me some, like, fucking motor oil out of the van, dude? Pete's Yeah, exactly. Coffee. I'll take Starbucks oh. over Pete's, like, any time, dude. It's <laughs> yeah, so dude, gnarly, like, dude. It's yeah. so brutal. Yeah, man. That's fucked up. Do you guys, like, bring uh, your own coffee setup and shit? Do you take the Aeropress oh, yeah. with you? Oh, uh, I have a sure. Pelican case for it. Yeah, I have a Pelican case. <laughs> I sick. sadly think that I have to buy my own Pelican because uh, I think Josh is taking his back. This guy that, like, worked on our last record, he was like, okay, I'll give you this Pelican that you can, like, take on tour and store a synth in. Like, it's great. It'll change your whole game up. Like, everything's so protected. And I was like, oh, sick, man. Thanks. And I just redid the foam so it fit around all my coffee stuff. <laughs> so every day, first day, when you get into the venue, it's like I go in and I fucking set up an AeroPress for basically everyone. Like I would make AeroPress coffee every day. And That's our writer tight. has like – our writer now – it's like so stupid, right? But like our writer now, because it wasn't specified on the last couple of tours, I was like I need locally roasted beans with your fucking roasting date on the side of the Damn, bag. That's tight, and I, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and I don't want anything fucking bullshit. Like the most you could give me that's like mass roasted is maybe Stumptown or Intelligentsia. But if you come at me with anything else, dude, yeah. get the fuck out of here. Yeah, like yeah. I don't want it. Prepared to have this shit thrown back at you, dude. Yeah, I have like my own grinder, and yeah. I like hand grind my beans every day, and then like put like a little bit of coconut oil. I'm gonna bring the magic bullet out on tour with me so I can start doing bulletproof coffee in the morning. Fuck, like, dude, I want to uh, fuck with that so bad. I like read about that. Uh, that so good. It's so good. I do it every Damn. single morning. Doc. Okay, I'm gonna have to fucking get at you about that. All right. Okay. Great. Yeah. <laughs> That's tight as fuck. Um, so kind of winding down, but uh. So one thing, like, I don't like asking everybody the same question, but one thing I do like to ask everybody is, like, for any young fools out there that, like, man, I want to fucking tour so bad, like, do you have any touring tips, you know, like, 
Like, do not be a fucking herb. Do yeah. not be a herb, dude. This is the most important thing that people don't understand about touring is that nobody is taking their number one fan on tour with them. Nobody in the fucking world. You could love a band so much and no one is going to take you if you're like, dog, remember that one time that you were so sick? Like, no one wants yeah. to hear it. You just have to be real. Like, that's what you have to do. Yeah, like, yeah. everyone used to ask me, like, oh, how did you get into, like, selling merch? And I was like, well, I don't know. I looked at it as, like, I'm working at an Urban Outfitters for, like, shitheads that I set up and manage every single day. And I'm not going to go and ask that for, like, you know, one of the earliest tours I ever did was with Integrity. And mm-hmm. I fucking love Integrity. Yeah, I yeah, love totally. Integrity. And I didn't sit there and go, hey, Dwid, like, what was that crazy story about, like, oh, you doing that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when people punish and they think, like... You know, you just have to be, like, real to yourself and do a fucking good job. Yeah. And, like, if you're out there, like, doing a band, it's the same thing. Don't go out there and do a band because you want to get famous. Do a band because you think that your shit is super fucking tight. And when you meet other bands, don't sit there and go, hey, here's my fucking, here's this to give to you because I think that you'll definitely love it because I listen to your music and I fully know you. You don't know shit. You don't know it. So just be a cool person. Yeah, yeah, totally. Dude, nobody loves being punished, man. That's like such a, you know? And like, it's hard, you know, you appreciate like the, thank you very much, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's tight. You listen. But, dude, there's a fucking, like, line, dude, in the sand where if you cross it, you're a punisher, dude, and it sucks, dude. It sucks super bad, and it's, like, you want to be supportive for people that are, like, obviously, like, nervous and inspired and stuff like that. But it's, like, you know what, man? I eat Captain Crunch. You eat Captain Crunch. We're the same fucking person. I just, like, I'm not, like, sitting here, like you know, basically subjecting myself to thinking anyone is better than I am or anyone different than I am. Like if you fuck with what I'm doing, you'll come up and talk to me about what I'm doing. If you don't, then whatever, it's not a big deal. Everybody's a human man. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's always seems strange to me to do that. I mean, the only time I've ever punished anybody and it's literally one time in my life and it was Jerry Rice fool. You know that's so sick i was like that's so sick but i was i didn't even punish him i was like so like it's the only time in my life i've been starstruck and i just like walked up to that fool and he's hella nice you know and he was just like how's it going man and i was just like greatest ever greatest ever <laughs> that's all i could say fool greatest ever and that fool was like oh okay and i was like no nah, fool you're the greatest ever bro like <laughs> it's true though this fool was greatest ever and then i got like nervous and bounced but uh <laughs> yeah only time i ever punished in my life dude what about you ryan you got like a uh, uh like a tip for touring and shit i don't know yeah <laughs> no idea yeah. i guess i guess like what same thing everyone says be nice to the sound guys oh like God, you don't, you're not touring with your own because they will fucking fuck you so hard oh yeah and like their job sucks, so... Yeah, but even if you're nice to sound dudes, like, and I hate to generalize this whatsoever, I'm sure I'm gonna get fucking shitty sound for the rest of our life based on this comment, but, like... Don't say it. But, like, don't... Don't come... At, you know what is worse than, like, showing up, not having any sleep, and all this stuff? When you're doing something that is maybe, like, avant-garde oh, or I not know. normal, and, like, your sound dude just goes, I, I don't get it. Fool, oh, I didn't God. make the music for you to get. Oh, like, yeah, we get that just, a lot. Like, can yeah. you just, like, mix me? Yeah, can you just totally. Do, like, I'm not, like, sitting here saying, hey, bro, I need you to fucking really up the 5K. I don't know shit about sound. I just know what I do like and I don't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we struggle with sound people so bad because we have a tendency to tour with bands that aren't electronic. We usually play 
with bands that have guitars and like a traditional yeah, yeah. Uh, music setup and fucking sound guys do not like they don't take us serious most of the time they think we're djs they think we're djs <laughs> and they just don't know they don't understand like I don't know what's so hard to understand. I make it pretty easy because I mix everything myself on stage on my yeah. own mixing board. Mm-hmm. And I like pretty much run right left to the house. And it's like, take those signals and make them loud. Yeah. Exactly. And the vocals where a vocal would be in another mix. And they're like, what? Like yeah. what is going And it's like, dude, it's not that hard, yeah. man. Like oh my God, the bass dude. should be like, Doom, doom, yeah. and like you know what I mean. Yeah, we want yeah. to sound like a fucking loud band. Totally. The only my other like advice for like a touring band is if you're on a tour with other bands, which you probably will be, is like don't fuck around with your changeover, dude. Like, oh god, don't fucking do that. That shit sucks, man. Like, That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Shut up. Get off. Like whatever you need to do, but understand that you're like. There's other people that are trying to do shit, and like you're dicking around doing whatever. Like yeah. get out fucking of there. Shaking hands at the front row. You don't, no one cares. You don't need yeah. to fucking practice like your licks and like you know, <laughs> tape down all your shit so no one else can fucking move stuff around. Oh my god! There Strike is... your gear unless you're the headliner. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you know what's crazy though? A lot of bands, even if they're big bands, don't know that. I'm gonna not name this name, but there was a fucking band that we were on tour with. A big fucking band, and these motherfuckers were direct support, albeit cool. That's great. Like you guys are big dogs. Whatever. But they would fucking tape down every single table, every cable, and there was everything. Bands before them. And they were too, and they would literally set up the stage like this is our fucking stage, dog. Yeah. What are you doing? Oh like, what's God. wrong with you, man? Like, just have some respect for the other people you're on tour with. Yeah, you know? dude. There's a like, have some fucking urgency. Shiv said that once, dude. He was like, stop breaking down on stage, dude. Like. Yeah, just take like, your shit, and take go. your shit off, and then go break down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, take it's it like, off. It's one of those like this seems like such a common sense thing that is so fucking annoying. Um, yeah. Do you guys ever have problems with like like the DB levels in Europe? Because like, dude, uh, we've never we've only done one show in Europe, but like I know from touring with other metal bands and stuff like that, the DB levels like they have straight up a fool that just walks around yeah. with like the monitor thing yeah. that checks it out. Yeah. So I'm sure that we're gonna get pissed off, and I'm sure that there's gonna be shows that sound like there's not just nothing loud. we can do. About we can't it. do yeah. anything. about it, dude, it's so crazy, man. Like, I'm down with like the be nice to sound guy shit, but there's definitely been a couple times. Like, I know my dude, my band will laugh about it because I would just look at a sound guy and very calmly just be like, "Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up." Like, don't say anything, dude. Shut up, shut up. It's like so fucking funny, dude. Like, I take it back, dude. If you're on tour, like. Fight the sound guy. It's crazy. <laughs> because I want to. I'm just saying be nice so they yeah. don't fuck with you. But no, it's true. Actually fight that guy. It is true, yeah. though, because, like, we'll run Walk into sound in, guys that are, like. his ass so he knows what's yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just sock <laughs> him first. Out, on hey. stuff. Mark your territory. Yeah. <laughs> hey, before we do anything here, I'm just going to sock you real quick. So just, like, stand still. You know so you know. <laughs> Yeah, for real. And that dude, the, uh, the kind of the game changer is when we started bringing out this full Evan with us and shit to do sound. And now we have this full name, Kush. Um, mm-hmm. We only call him Kush because it was super close to Chris. But like, you know, that's hella stupid. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we were like, dude, that literally for us was just like, oh my God, thank you so much, dude. Like, you guys are amazing. Because like, yeah. and then the other part of it was like, oh, if we're in Europe, like, 
I don't have to tell the sound guy to shut up. I just tell Evan, like, dude, handle the fucking sound guy, dude. Like, you yeah. need to handle the sound guy, like, because I'm not doing it anymore. Well, that's yeah. Just, yeah, that's so funny. I can't wait till we are able, if we are able to do that. But touring with a sound person is, like, the best yeah. it's so tight, thing yeah. that happen, but we're not there yet. So one oh, day. Sure There's, like, one happen. dude I wish that we could take on tour with us, but we'll never be able to take him. He's, like, Behemoth's dude. His name is Malta, and he's, like, the greatest person ever because he's been a piece of shit since I first met him. Like, fuck <laughs> yeah. So, and I would just take him on tour simply for the fact that he is like the funniest piece of shit I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah, that's like tight. I love him. He's not like a piece of shit, but like he's the type of dude that like, like the first tour I ever did with Behemoth, Malta passed out, and we drew Kiss makeup on him, like Gene Simmons makeup <laughs> and Sharpie, and he had fucking photos for the Canadian consulate the next day and had to scrub <laughs> off all this fucking kiss makeup from him. Like, he just, like, passes out and he's, like, the best. He always says it's, like, this Polish thing. He says Zima, which means winter and he just, like, always says, like, fucking winter. Zima, <laughs> like, that it's all dead and desolate. Like, when he gets drunk, it's always dead and desolate. That's tight. It's the fucking best, dude. I wish. Yeah, yeah. That's so, so funny. He's like our Mikey Sachs, dude. We'll take Mikey with us on tour, dude. And he's just like the fucking he, – he works pretty hard. And then he's like uh, the fucking like most entertaining fool to watch ever. Like like we'll, we'll pull – in San Diego, we pulled up. He helped us load in. And then he fucking shotgunned a Four loco. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Followed by a fucking 24-ounce strawberry Rita. And we were just like – Oh, my God. Looks nice. like you're ready to work. I can work. just see Mikey doing that, dude. Because yeah. after the other night, like oh, the I don't know if anybody <laughs> – Dude, after no one will know this unless they like you know hang out with us when they're listening to the show. But the other night, this Mikey Sachs character, uh, Stephen just like accidentally hit a bottle of poppers onto Mikey's lap, and Mikey was just laying on the floor sniffing the poppers off of the couch yeah, cushion, like, like literally extracting poppers out of your couch cushion, <laughs> like with his nose, dude. <laughs> We can't just let it go to waste, dude. Mm. It's so fucking tight, dude. I fucking love that fool, dude. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, okay, there is one question that I have to fucking, you know, you know that I have to ask you this shit, but, uh, and don't get mad at me, Sarah, but, like, (laughs) so, Ryan told me about this, like, psychic encounter that you had before, and uh, it kind of, like, dropped some some like alien knowledge on you and you know damn well i want to hear that story again oh shit oh you're talking about my uh, alien dna uh, yeah. dude, <laughs> i don't let you two talk about this and no, i'm gonna make a this... cup of coffee but like for real let me tell you something i'm gonna press <laughs> the story there are like two things in life that will send me into a nervous breakdown if i actually think about my own death or death in general, and how meaningless this entire existence is, nervous breakdown. It'll ruin my whole day. The other thing is space. If I stare at the stars for too long, or if I think about aliens or anything like this, I will go into a full-blown, massive (laughs) meltdown. So, like, the fact that this person that I date, A, doesn't like Pantera, B, loves (laughs) aliens, it's, like, the craziest thing in the world for me. But I'm going to let you talk. You can, you can go ahead and talk about your alien life. Yeah, you just give me a little rundown of your alien experience. Okay. <laughs> um, where to start? I was born on a ship. I was born. Okay. When I when I grew up, I grew up out in the country, and uh, I used to always think that I would fall asleep 
or wake up at night and see like lights and shutters moving and stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, I knew what was going on, man. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, and <laughs> you shut up. And then, uh, this doesn't really relate, but it sort of does. I remember one, one night, like waking up and feeling like a presence in the room and my back was towards the door and something like sat, um, like I feel the bed sink in and like something like touch me and I lost track of time. And I woke up in the morning feeling like lost time, bro. Yeah, exactly. Feeling like a little scared, but knowing what was going on, this kind of stuff's happened to me my whole life, no matter where I've lived. And, uh, I've definitely had weird time lapse stuff happen to me. So anyone listening to this is going to think it's crazy, but I don't give a fuck. No, nah, dude, not the um, show, dude. Everybody so knows how fucking crazy I am for sure. I won't go through like every single thing yeah. that's ever happened to me because it's so, so, so much. And I've always had this feeling, you know, that I've been like visited. And now that I'm older, it's like it's just part of life. You know what I mean? I can feel presence sometimes like – I know something's happening or is going to happen and then there'll be time lapses, whatever. Anyways, my sister went to a psychic and sat down with the psychic and the psychic said, uh, this actually isn't about you. It's about your brother. And of course, like this lady doesn't know my sister or whatever. Yeah, yeah, well. Tell him not to be uh, afraid. Um, He's been being he's been visited his whole life he's never been abducted and taken taken away but uh he has arterian arturian arturian dna in him which is uh an alien race and they they come and visit him and they want to make sure that he can't reproduce because because of his dna and uh not to be afraid and you know that just is fucking that so kind of tight. stuff. So my sister called me like freaking out and was like, don't freak out. I got to tell you what this lady told me. And it was weird. Cause like, like there's a part of me that's like, you know, so stupid, this bullshit, but like another part, like it gives me answers to like things. And yeah. you know, we've talked about this shit. Oh, a bunch, yeah, bro. That's my know. shit, dude. That's my shit. Yeah. It's cool. cool. I love I that mean, shit. It's great. It's, I mean, if anything, it's something that, is cool to think about and it's exactly. interesting exactly. i don't i don't like the fact that i can't that they say that i can't have any kids because that'd be cool to do but it's it's pretty rad yeah yeah i mean you know it's it's left open to interpretation but that's yeah. fucking tight dude that's like that's why yeah. we're so cool that's yeah. seriously because i fucking exactly. want to believe you know what i'm saying i try totally. the hardest <laughs> so uh <laughs> that story is fucking sick so, um, what's anything like, what's coming up for youth code? What's like, what's going on? What's next? I know you guys are playing this Friday. Yeah, we play this Friday, uh, at lot 613 downtown. And then we go to Europe for like three weeks or something, two and a half weeks, which is super fucking cool because like Ryan's never been to like a lot. I've been to like pretty much every venue that we've played like on this, but I've like never played it. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool that like Ryan gets to go to these places that I've like spent like that I have memories in and stuff like that. Yeah, so that's tight. I think it'll be fun. And like there's a possibility of something happening at the end of our tour, which is like really fucking crazy, but I don't want to like jinx and say like what yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, but totally. if that does not happen, 
then we're going to go on like a miniature vacation because now I have like a bunch of friends that live in Europe, which is crazy enough to think that you're like one person that like was born and grew up in a city like Los Angeles to have friends in like Sweden and Germany and stuff like that. So yeah. if this crazy thing doesn't happen at the end of the tour, we're going to go to Sweden for a couple of days and hang out. Cause last time we were there, Ryan had like a fucking brutal toothache where oh, his yeah. tooth had to get extracted. Oh, yeah, I remember that shit. That I, crazy. I, didn't, I didn't even get to see Stockholm at all. I sound checked, stayed in the hotel, uh, and played a show and went back to the hotel. I that was like, shit is awful, just man. crying, you know. It like, was so crazy too because, like, here it's like if you have something super bad happen and you like go to the doctor, you're, you can go to any clinic like in the country and be like, "Look, I have a fucking tooth that's abscessed and I need to get like narcotics for it." If you go to Europe and ask for narcotics, they basically give you like Tylenol PM and tell you to shut the fuck up. Like, we had a nurse straight up be like, "Here, I got you the strongest pills that we have in all of Sweden." Yeah, she was they super gave cool. Them to me. Yeah, she's but super awesome. I just didn't do. But anything. I didn't do shit. So yeah. now that like you know, if this cool thing doesn't happen at the end of the tour, which I'm not like you know, I'm not banking on it, but if it doesn't, we're gonna go and stay like with some of my friends in Sweden, and then we're gonna go to Germany and stay with some of my friends in Berlin. And we're going to take a little vacation because I mean, right, right when we get back, we go into the studio for the LP. Like we've been working on demos for like the past couple months and trying to get everything straightened out. And then when we get home, it's like crunch time. time. Yeah. We have like a lot of shit. We're going to make a record. You know how it goes. I can't fucking wait, dude. Outside world does not exist and it's just fucking pounding it out. So yeah. That's tight. Stoke. A little vacation before you fucking get to work. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Clear the head a little bit. But we we, we might be – the vacation might not happen if this one thing happens. So oh, yeah. We yeah. might be playing more shows. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that's yeah. tight, man. I can't, I can't I just wait for – tour forever is basically what I want to do. So the quicker that we get this record done, the sooner we'll be able to go on tour. Yeah, and totally. the happier that I yeah. am. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Goal. Yeah, man, I want you guys to get it done so fucking we can go on tour together, dude. Like, oh, how crazy yeah, would that yeah. shit be, dude? It would just can be Can you like, imagine how many smiles would happen if we did a tour together? It would be crazy. It would be Just the best game over. Ever. Like, yeah. everyone laughing all of the time. Yeah, I know. It would just be like the... Because I've definitely done both sides of it. Like, like touring with fucking just some fools and touring with, like, all friends. God damn, it's, like, the best thing ever. Dude. Oh, yeah. It's, the it's best. so crazy. Just a traveling crew of homies. Dude, it's, cool. it's the best thing ever, dude. It's so yeah. sick. And like being like being close to somebody where it's like, like I'm gonna go kick it with you guys today. Like I'm gonna yeah, go yeah. with these fools today. Like it's just so it's just like so much better, dude. Because it yeah. makes so much it's of a healthy. difference in touring, and it makes it so much better when you actually really get along with the people that you're on tour with. Because yeah. if you're on a tour and it's like you do not fuck with the people you're on tour with, you're miserable because you're like literally it's like, you oh, sit inside your little fuck. coffin and you see people that are not cool every day, and you have to like go, oh hey, what's up? Yeah, it's you the crazy. And I'll never talk to you after this. Bye. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's the crazy it's the craziest feeling to like just keep it like chill with people that you know you're never going to fucking see again. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like yeah. Well man, I just, seriously dude, like I'm so fucking happy you guys came on here. It's like such Hell a yeah. such a same. tight like chill. We love you so it's been awesome. Yeah, I know if same, you want to come dude. over to the house later, you're more than welcome. I was going to yeah. I was going to say like I'm probably going to hang up with you guys and then hit you guys right back up. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> sounds but, yeah. cool. Um, so yeah, I did ask you guys what song you wanted to close out with and Sarah, specifically Sarah, <laughs> said you wanted Janet Jackson's If 
And yeah. I am 100% fucking down with that shit because I'm yeah. so down. Yeah. You told me you like you've been listening to Janet a lot. And then I was like, fuck, man, there's like so many bangers. And then I kind of started slapping it around the house and like shit, like kind of just fell into that whole Janet hole, dude. It's super <laughs> crazy because like that Terry date layer, like Terry, it's like, well, I forget the fucking name of like Jimmy Jam and Terry date, I believe, are like the dudes <laughs> that did the production on like Rhythm Nation and yeah. did the production on Janet. There is so much industrial influence yeah, on that shit, dude. like with the fucking uniforms on Rhythm Nation and like the just like the percussion yeah, and everything. Dude. You can take a song that's like so happy, like Escapade, and that's still a fucking that to me that's goth club. Like yeah. I don't care what anyone to- totally, says. Like dude. it's so sick. Yeah, yeah, totally. The drums and like all the fucking reverb on like the synth toms and shit. That shit's fucking, yeah, that so shit's good. Hard as the fun. only thing that sucks is Black Cat. Like get out of here. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Black Cat's the one that's like super Eddie Van Halen oh, guitar yeah. riffs. Like, get out of here! Like, you were tough before you needed to like go all rocker. Like, no one cares. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn, dude, I really like fucking really appreciate you guys coming on here, dude. And, Hell yeah, uh, that was went really fucking well, dude. That was like over an hour of interview. That's crazy. Uh, it doesn't even feel like an hour. That's why I like hanging out with you because anytime that we talk to you, it just feels like, oh, here's like someone that's in the same brain wavelength we are. Exactly. And that's what I was I was telling. I just did uh, an interview with my friend Tony and I was like, dude, talking to fools like you guys makes it easier for me because this. Oh, man, my bad, dude. That totally sucks. But yeah, sometimes life throws you a curveball and you just got to make lemons with that shit. You feel? I hope you die in prison. It's a little bit harsh, but I thought other than that, the interview went great. What the fuck are you doing? I get it, dude. Like, you know, sometimes fools make mistakes, you know? This is horse shit. Whatever, dude. Like, I thought it went pretty good still. If I wish one of your guys had children if I could kick them in their fucking head or stomp on their testicles for you could feel my pain because that's the pain I have. All right. <laughs> Anyways. That was Youth Code. That was a cool-ass fucking interview. Uh, went really well. I really appreciate them as fucking people and for coming on here. So I'm going to leave you dogs with Janet Jackson if, and I will see you guys in a fucking week. Peace. Peace.